The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. couple things from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Scott writes in with a picture, Jamie. Beautiful morning in the Tennessee mountains. Ready for another great hike today. Ready for game day. Wreckham. Did you see the picture of the of the of the mountains there in Tennessee? It looks awesome. Make you a little Beautiful. you know, a little like wanting to kind of immediately switch spits places with Scott. Uh, if you could no, do no question. You could do like the IG Madrini I dream a genie thing or the Star um, Trek thing or just I, don't, I wouldn't want to switch places with Scott. I don't want him to um, have to leave his hiking spot. So I just want to join him. I love. Scott and I could walk along, and have a good time. I love how I love how you said I don't want Scott to have to leave his hiking spot, and not as opposed to having you uh, leave us um, and and leave us to our own devices. It would be more about Scott leaving his hiking spot yeah i mean yeah. why why am i trying to punish, punish him and take him away from what he's trying to do yeah I'm not, that's fair yeah that's i mean fair. he's that's like fair. he's having a good time uh do you re- want to tell us before we get to your prediction how your game prediction changed by two games over a week oh i you know i just uh i think well, the, you want to tell us what information you found no i don't know that i have any new information just you mean from the seven and five to nine and three or the eight and four to nine and three no 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 it was seven and five seven and five yeah i don't know i just i don't know i'm, I'm as the, i get closer to kickoff i get you know i i'm a guy that's over the years has changed the answers on his test regrettably uh sometimes Overthink it maybe a little bit, or get, I may get higher by get a by little Friday. giddy, or get excited, or things he along. Did. Those. I was shocked yesterday to hear him drop <laughs> nine and three. He's been so hardcore at seven, seven and five. five. Both eight. of you two have. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, it may go back. He didn't to, just get. I mean, talk week lifted him not one but two mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm starting to feel better about things. Um, let me. <laughs> <It's> awesome. <laughs> Raiders dad says this. I hate that I've reached the age that I participate in Chuck's nightly time traveling tradition. First to second sleep starts in the recliner about eight thirty or nine. Yeah, no, it's, that's. Uh, I think I made it to nine or something last night. I think I woke up right. I don't as even a, think that's an age thing. I mean, my wife's been doing it since. You got married. Since we were married. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Uh, I don't understand how she does it. And then, and then she gets in bed and wants to talk. No. <laughs> no. It's time for me to sleep. Like, it's time for me to sleep now. Last, I stayed awake. Last night, man. I was, we were out there watching the movie. I was struggling last night. I fell asleep during the Minnesota-Nebraska game. I woke up, I think, with a field goal. Pretty much everybody else who decided to right. watch that game did sure, too, probably. Sure. And then, and then I kept falling asleep while I was trying to. If Rewind actually, and watch the field goal. It was like my wife's like, "Are you awake?" If you actually watch the 11 a.m. kickoffs of Big Ten football, you'll also sure, fall asleep too. Sure. <laughs> um, it, this is an, an interesting matchup with Tech and Wyoming tomorrow. The uh, Wyoming Cowboys returned 17 starters, 10 of 11 on defense, five on offense, and they returned their starting place kicker and punter. Okay. The Red Raiders returned 17 starters. 10 on offense, 6 on defense, and the starting punter. So it's like your experience 
against their experience. It'd be interesting to see how that goes. And then the inexperience against the inexperience. It'd be interesting to see how that goes. Who has who has the advantage? Is the advantage is there an advantage to have more return on defense or offense? Uh, I think that could go both ways. Okay. My my uh, my feeling is, I think sometimes if you know where you're going, it's a little bit easier than to try to think you know where the other team is going. So my inclination would be maybe uh, it's better to be more experienced offensively than it is defensively. But who knows? I'm sure if you talk to, I'm sure if you talk to the coaches, depending on which side of the ball you talk to. Now it'd be interesting to see with Go- Coach Joey McGuire. That would have been a good question for him the other day. Hey, they return this, you return this. What's what's your what's your preference? Is your preference to be more experienced defensively or offensively? I follow your logic. I think it's backwards, <laughs> and I'll, I'll, because offense is easier. Often to pick. is. Because offense is easier to pick up. Okay. Because you know where you need to go and mm-hmm. where you're going. You're going to go to the same place on that play the same time every game. You can practice that same cut every single time that call is made. Well, on defense, you're having to react to it, and you need to learn through process of elimination how to react to things. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can be coached for it, sure, but who would you rather face? A wide receiver with a rookie defensive back? Or a an experienced defensive back, you'd rather face the rookie defensive back because he doesn't know anything yet. Yeah. When a new defensive back comes in the game, that's the first guy you pick on. Okay. On offense, where a rookie wide receiver, he learns six or seven plays. He knows where he's going. He knows where he needs to go. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones he's practiced. You can't practice against just that one play. I, I think I think you make some sense there. It can make some sense there. Uh, let's see here. This from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, my prediction is eight and four. My realistic prediction is seven and five for the Red Raiders. That is uh, from Juan. Uh, this every time Chuck hears Joy say, "We are tired of hitting ourselves and ready to hit a different team," he adds another win. Oh, okay. That's probably, probably every time free. a bell rings, the Red Raiders get a win. <laughs> every luncheon Chuck goes to, the Red Raiders get an extra. W. They do. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, forty-five twenty-four tech. I think our depth on defense gives us a chance to pull away in the second half. Uh, we get this fifty-four to fourteen. Okay, fifty-four fourteen. Wow, that'd be something. Uh, this I watched the Utah UF game last night and was impressed with the Utes. Also love seeing the whole stadium dressing red. Yeah, that was pretty cool as well. There weren't very many uh, Floridians there. Um, may have been hard for them to, to get there with everything that they had, had going on. Uh, Scott says, uh, day eight on his uh, trek to Tennessee. Been great heading back to Lubbock tomorrow. Hopefully in time for the game. Sit down in his recliner and put some wings in his mouth or piece of pizza or chips, queso, hot sauce cold beer soft drink whatever i hope he stays out of the recliner <laughs> all those things i want him to actually watch the game this is the morning drive podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction time for this day in sports history today is 9 23 first day of september 
Hopefully you get all things done that you needed to for August. But uh, if you didn't, you got uh, today. Oh, sorry about that. And I'll get I'll get to that today. Here's Jeff McGuire. Uh, going to start in 1931 today. Future Baseball Hall of Fame first baseman Luke Gehrig has a really good few days. He hits his third grand slam in a four-day stretch. His sixth homer overall in consecutive games in the New York Yankees 5-1 to win over the Boston Red Sox. Mm. Three grand slams in four days. Yikes. Yes. And six home runs overall in six days. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a, that's a, that's a week, yeah. Runs driven in. Mm-hmm. 1967, Cincinnati Reds reliever Bob Lee walks Dick Grote with the bases loaded in the 21st inning to give the San Francisco Giants a one to nothing win at Crossley Field. 20 scoreless innings ties the Major League mark versus the Pirates and the Braves in 1918. It's probably because they had the shift on. Do you know uh, Bob Lee's uh, nickname? I think he was the Spaceman. Spaceman. Yeah, he was, I, I was going with Sandra. He was. Uh, <laughs> well, because nobody does it like Sandra Lee. Nobody doesn't like Sandra Lee, as we learned from. No, it's Sarah Lee. Oh, it is Sarah Lee. <laughs> and well. 1971. Nice try. Pittsburgh Pirates start what is believed to be the first all black lineup. Now, this is including several Latinos in Major League Baseball history. And a 10-7 to win versus the Philadelphia Phillies. Future Hall of Famers Roberto Clemente and Willie Stargell were members of that team. 1972, American chess grandmaster Bobby Fischer beats Russian champion Boris Spatsky 12.5 to 8.5 in Reykjavik, Iceland. It is the most publicized world title match ever played. And Fischer is the first American to win the title. And he was just an odd duck. That's a shocker. Yeah. Out of some kind of place chess. Um, what a, how do you get 12 and 8? How does that work? 12 and a half to 8 and a half. I have yeah. no idea how chess is scored. Any idea, Chuck? No, I just remember I mean, how big this was, though. I mean, this is obviously before ESPN and internet and all that kind of stuff. But I, I, I just remember how, and part of it was because of the Cold War that was going on between the United States and and the Soviet Union. That was, you know, a big a big part of it is that, you know, and, and Bobby Fischer is this <clears throat> prodigy chess champion, you know, cha- you know, basically a kid going up against the the Russian champion. So it was a lot of it was about, you know, the political aspect of things, but and then playing in Iceland, you know, and there wasn't TV and video of everything, you know, every night, but I just remember how I remember how big a deal this was in 72. How young of a kid? Um, was Bob Fisher? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll effort that for you. I don't know. I just remember him as being... He was definitely younger compared to all the other chess players. I, he might have been 25, 26. In, uh, he, was, he was... Actually, he was 29. He was older than I thought. He's not a kid. No, but um, he was a chess prodigy, though. He won his first... U.S. Championship at the age of 14 in 1964. That's a kid. Yeah. That's impressive. He's a chess grandmaster. Grandmaster. He was a weird dude. Yeah. Publicized as a Cold War confrontation between the U.S. and USSR. The match attracted much uh, worldwide interest, more so than any chess championship before or since. And and, and so that was it. I nailed it. Man. Woo-hoo. Um. I may be right on Bob Lee. Maybe Bill Lee that was the spaceman. Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay, so I'm one and one. 
I, I get credit for Bobby Fisher and I lose it all because of Bob Lee, Bill Lee. What if? What about the part where you called him a kid? Mm, well, he was a kid he's when he a was kid a kid in that in that sport. He was a yeah. I'd say he's a kid in that sport. Yeah. I'll call anybody twenty nine as a kid. I got I got you. If everybody unless else you're competing against is in their uh, Ken Griffey, I guess. Boris Spassky though in nineteen seventy two was uh, he was he was forty he was, a, he was thirty five. And he was a lot of fun to hang out with. Apart, yeah. he's six years older. <laughs> I just remember it. I just, just I, for some reason, whatever, whatever it is. I mean, I just remember it because he was so. I don't know. <sighs> Somebody else. Is, I remember that in '72. He was almost twelve as well. Yeah, I mean, same. I'm right there so with you. We're the same age. When he won, when he won the American Championship, he was a kid. He was yeah. a kid. Yeah, but yeah, he was. Just a kid. by this point, I mean, he was. In his prime. Yeah, we didn't really get in. We didn't get the videos and all that kind of stuff, you know, then. I mean, it was like, we're just theater of the mind kind of stuff. Sure. You know, sure. child prodigy. Plus it was a while ago, too. Plus, yeah, it was 50 You're plus years ago. Have your memory. memory slip a little bit. <laughs> sure. Thank you. Mm -hmm. 2006, Roger Goodell begins his tenure as the NFL commissioner. It is national, national chicken, honey, mushroom, papaya, potato, and rice month. Oh, I thought you were going to come up with some kind of dish of all that. Okay, go through those again, Jeff. Chicken, honey, mushroom, papaya, potato, and rice. Okay. okay. Not on the papaya, I'm out of the mushrooms. In on the chicken and the potatoes. And the rice. Rice, no so? Not so much? I'm not a rice guy. Okay. It's also National uh, Euro Day. Uh, it's a usually meat cooked in a vertical rotisserie, mm. Mm. sliced and served and wrapped in a stuffed pita bread along with other ingredients such as tomatoes, onions, and fried potatoes. It has 57 different names. Yeah. Gyro, gyro, gyro. <laughs> All of them delicious. When I hear gyro, what do you think of, Chuck? The sandwich. You don't think of the basketball move? Is that your favorite basketball uh, the Euro, move? Oh, the Euro. Yeah, the Euro you have step. Have step afterwards. <laughs> yeah, right. What's that, Jeff? You have to have the word step. Do Euro what, step. Do you know what a Euro yeah, step yeah, is? Yeah, don't, don't ask me to explain it again. Uh, real quick. <laughs> again? Well, you did one time and it didn't. No, and I asked you to explain a step back jumper before. Yeah, I step back or, and uh, jump. <laughs> Guys, real quick, got to get to this birthday specifically. Happy birthday, Hall of Fame linebacker and Red Raider Ring of Honor member Zach Thomas turns 50 today. 50? Wow. Also, on this day in 1985, 73 years after it sank in the North Atlantic, the Titanic is found. Uh, the Navy actually agreed to finance the search of the Titanic only because mm -hmm. they were also going to be searching for two U.S. nuclear submarines that had also gone missing uh, in the 60s, the Scorpion and the Thresher. Once they found the subs, Ballard was free to look for the Titanic, and that is the Stan Sports history. Nice. You have ruined some really good fun. Our audience <laughs> wanted to hear Chuck describe what a Euro step I, is. I, we can do that on the other <laughs> side of the break. It is uh, 6.55 this morning here on the morning drive. Take your thoughts and comments, score predictions for Tech and Wyoming. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thank you for being with us today on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Okay, so I, I looked at the Houston Cougar uniforms 
Um, and you're right. They're sweet looking. You, you're absolutely right. They are, uh, they're awesome. So, but I don't know. I still hope they lose. Okay. Still hope they lose. You're allowed. Yeah. Still hope they lose. Uh, what is your, what would you say aside, aside from, and maybe, maybe it's, maybe this is just it aside from the offensive line, but you can say the offensive line if you want. It, what is your chief concern uh, tomorrow? Um, or do you have one? Just that it's first game craziness. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even tell you the offensive line's a concern. Concern, okay, quote unquote concern. Um, I just, um, you know, there's some truth to you want to see the offensive line perform before you get too excited, all that good stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that's fair. Um, (laughs) If our offensive line isn't good, I mean, Joey McGuire is either a, a flat out liar or B not very good at analyzing things. I don't think he's either one of those things. Mm -hmm. And so I just, my quote unquote concern from the offensive line is just dramatically gone down. Okay. Have we had coaches in the past tell us that they think the offensive line is going to be a strength? No. I don't think they have. Yeah. I don't think they have. Yeah. Um, so again, he's either lying or he's bad at analyzing. And I don't think that's the case. Yeah. I think he's. Why would he sit there and tell us that when he's seeing in practice them be bad? Mm-hmm. Just so <laughs> the season can get here and we can be critical of right. Right. him okay. telling us that. So okay. that's why my concerns have gone down. I, I get, and I know Jeff has said it a bunch of times, is as bad as it's been, I just want to see it first. I sure. get it. That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's fair. But I, I am not. I don't go into the game concerned about the offensive line. I go into the game actually pretty excited that you have – a, a pretty good challenge with their defensive line. So I want to see exactly what you're made of. But mm-hmm. um, to answer your question, sorry, that was a long round. No, that's answer. okay. Um, I, I just, sometimes things go crazy in the first game of the season. Teams get too hyped, too, teams get too excited, or teams just, you know. Try to do too much, maybe. Yeah, or, or they, they're just all out of sorts. We saw some of that last weekend. You mentioned the Ole Miss game. You know that we. I mean, a few seasons ago, they just looked um, just completely all out of sorts, and there were so many things that still needed to be worked out. And um, I don't think that's going to happen with this team. But and then the hype train. I mean, there's you know pretty big hype train going on. I I don't think that affects the guys that much. But who knows? I mean, we'll just see how they handle all of that. So. I guess it's, like I said, to me, it's more the mental part of it, just being the first game and, you know, how's that go? All right, a little breaking news for you. Uh, Pete Thamel reporting ESPN as well that the uh, ACC presidents have met this morning uh, along with the chancellors, and they have voted in uh, Stanford, Cal, and SMU. Uh, This will bring the ACC to 18 teams, 17 of which will play football full-time in the league. Uh, the addition uh, that because Notre Dame's in the ACC as well. That's the that's the 18th team. They obviously they play all the other sports but football. Uh, the additions will be 
uh, in all sports and begin in 24-25 school year. So well, we've heard an awful lot about this um, um, and that uh, SMU is not taking any money and that uh, it'll be a severe haircut for Stanford and Cal, but they, they get to sur- survive. So this puts the pack. How long are they not taking any money? Five years? I thought I'd read seven, but I don't. I haven't read this article all the way through yet. So um, SMU is is expected to come in for seven years with no broadcast revenue, and both Cal and Stanford were expected to receive thirty percent shares of ACC payouts. Uh, The money is expected to bring uh, additional revenue of between fifty-five and sixty million dollars. Some of that would be divided up proportionally among the fourteen full-time members and Notre Dame. Another portion will be put in a pool designated for success initiatives that reward programs that win. Um, so this will um, this will this will save for the moment Stanford and California. But as it's pointed out in this article, both will face significant travel costs, which will impact a Cal athletic department that faces hundreds of millions of dollars in debt. Um, for SMU, uh, it gives them a seat in a major conference. Really, for the first time since they were in the Southwest Conference. Yeah, no doubt. You know, mm-hmm. and so um, their wealthy boosters uh, will help them stay afloat until revenue comes in. Uh, they say this, it marks a significant moment for the school's climb back from the death penalty for major infractions that led to the school not playing football in 87 and 88. So we're, we're talking about something that occurred, you know, 35 years ago. Uh, SMU didn't return to a bowl until 2009 after the penalties. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 crazy. That's a a crazy thing for SMU. But I mean, they're trying to survive. I get it. I mean, I wonder I wonder what's going through Washington State and Oregon State. I mean, they knew this was coming. Um, they just couldn't figure out a way to to keep anything alive. I mean, the the you know, and this will also impact the college football playoff uh, committee um, and and the the twelve team playoff that's coming up in terms of giving the Pac twelve a seat at the table. Yeah, and boy, don't a day like today, don't you just feel for Oregon State, right? Or Washington yeah. State, yeah, right, just, yeah. Um, ah, man. I just I, I look at those schools and I feel like they're similar schools to us. Sure. And I just sure. man, they just got they just got fleeced and hosed they, by their teammates, man. Mm-hmm. They just mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that if you kinda look at the at the Big Ten, you you might look at a school like Indiana. Um you know, you might look at Rutgers to a degree. Um, you know, if you're in the SEC you you might look at a school like Vanderbilt. Um couple of others um so you know but yeah the 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 travel costs will be enormous um and uh you know it's the atlantic coast conference (laughs) becomes well they're still on the coast (laughs) it's the atlanta and coast they're not going to change it to the pacc pacific and uh atlantic coast conference the atlantic (laughs) and coast conference and coast yeah uh, we get this, another Texas school elevated. Hello, Southwest Conference mediocrity for Texas schools. Crazy. That from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, so if you were Oregon State, Washington State, mm-hmm. 
you don't want to join the Mountain West. Okay. You might not have a choice. You might not have a choice. Do you go independent? Do you two agree to play each other every year and then go independent and try to get on all of these teams' non-conference schedules to make your full schedule every year? Well, it's it's not about making your full schedule. It's how can you recoup your TV money? That that's really what that's really what it's about. You know, can you? And I don't know that you can go on. You know, go play. Nobody's going to go there to play in November. I mean, you might have a SEC school that would go there one week in November, but you know, no Big Twelve school is going to go there in October, November. No ACC school is going to go there in October, November. I mean, they're they're literally hosed, Oregon State and Washington State. And I agree with Jamie. I mean, you know, you kind of look at them and go, man, could have been us. But it ain't. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. Are you going to ask me if I'm giddy? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> no, I know you are. You asked me if I'm ready for some I football. I know. I'm fearful, though. I mean, mm. I think it's great that you're giddy now. I'm just fearful that you're going to explode. Pace myself. Six thirty. Yeah. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. No, I, I think I'll be all right. I think I'll, I think I'll be I, all right. You know, maybe part of the reason that I'm not giddy yet is because, like, I have other things that I'm excited about before that. Mm. Like my breakfast coming up or, you know, no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like uh, Friendship at Cooper tonight. I'm excited. Okay. I'm excited for that. Okay. Okay. So um, I was really, really hoping Lubbock High would get to 2-0 last night. I was too. I was I was really, disappointed that they yeah. they couldn't uh, get over the hump against uh, Big Spring. That was a school that they had lost to last year as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're, they're now a level one and one. Coach Rodriguez has talked about. It's funny, you know, sometimes you talk about your opponents. Oh, opponents don't respect us or, you know, we got to prove it to them. He talks about being respected in the 806. And mm-hmm. I find myself really pulling for Lubbock High just because, you know, they in many sports, they're not the ones that are excelling the most, right? And some they are, but in football, mm-hmm. they're, they're not. And uh, I just, I don't know. I it, it's not always been a fair fight. I mean, in terms of just the number of kids playing sure, sure, playing football and, yeah. and just the way that that school yeah. is set up. And yeah, that, that's that's all all fair. I just feel like uh, I don't know. I, I I'm really pulling for them to do well. I thought that was a huge win for them on the road last mm-hmm. Friday, and uh, I was man really hoping they could get it done last week. I hope that Dallas Trevino, their quarterback, is okay because. He's just a freshman. 14 like years 14, old. 14 years old, right. 14 years old. Right. That's just crazy. It is crazy. That is crazy. So, uh, but, that, but that speaks to what I just said, that mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not always a fair fight over there with them and yeah. be, just because of the of the numbers. But I, I think he's uh, injected a great deal of enthusiasm. Uh, I think he's got the right mm-hmm. kind of mindset and, and spirit and coaching. And I think, you know, I, I I'm rooting for him. I'm I'm with yeah. you. I'm I'm rooting for him. I'm I'm hopeful that they'll do well. And yeah, I'm and hopeful that Estacado can um can bounce back this year because I mean they got <laughs> Bobby <laughs> Ross is just <coughs> uh, when I say bounce back, I mean they make went a deep, two rounds deep last year. I, I know, but I mean, <sighs> maybe that's not fair. But I I just I I I always think that that the, they're a school that maybe has an opportunity to to really. I mean, they, to go to Dallas to to get to a state championship game, 
Yeah, they're a talented team, no no question. And you know, they're way more than just Bobby Ross. N- no doubt. That offensive line last week was, it didn't matter who was running the football or throwing the football. That offensive line was dominating last week. And they'll play uh, at Dumas uh, mm-hmm. tonight. That's a 7 o'clock kick from uh, a, Deacon Land. That'll be an angry Dumas team after they got shut out by Cooper. 42 nothing. yeah. <laughs> right, right. So, and and Estacado's got it. They, he's... He said this. He said this yesterday. Um, uh, William Blaylock did. He said, oh, "Man, we gotta we gotta play some defense." I mean, sixty-five, fifty-one. Um, you just you can't you can't do that. I mean, they had uh, they uh, they dominated. I mean, uh, the ball offensively, but you know, I mean, you can't you can't give up fifty-one points. Sorry, want me to tell you uh, your uh, question? No, no, I, I gotta. I got a silly story about Coach Blaylock for oh, okay. you. Okay, a silly story. I told him this yesterday. Okay, you know me. I'm not usually going up to coach and tell him <laughs> I'm, story. But I'm shocked. Right. Ever I'm since sh- he's come to Lubbock and mm-hmm. got the job at Estacado, I'm like that guy's name rings a bell. Why do I know his name? Did, was he a junior college guy? I found out where he went to high school, and I covered him in high school. Did That's you really? Funny. He played at John Tyler. He did. Yes. And then he went on to Baylor. And then he went on to Baylor. Was he was he a defensive so heard, guy? Uh, I think he's a lineman. Lineman. Okay. Yeah. So I heard um, him say last week on the high school fan zone who his high school coach was, and I was like, "That's where I know him." I That's where you know him. him. Okay. In high school. Yeah. That make you feel old? No, no. It just made me feel silly. Like all the times I'm like, "Why do I recognize his name?" Mm-hmm. I didn't just Google and find out where he went to high school. It, that would have been very easily easy for me. So you want to make it hard on yourself? I, I don't know. I just was like, every time I heard his name, I'm like, why do I know him? Mm-hmm. And that was pretty sad. I told him, I was like, coach, that's pretty pretty sad on my part. Let me just look it up. But, so then we, we shared our East Texas stories. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, and Dumas, yeah, the demons, not the deacons. I always, yeah. demon deacons. I always get that yeah. kind of confused. But I think they should be the deacons, but... You can take the, the basketball fan out of Kansas, but yeah. you can't take the, fan, the Kansas. I thought, fan. Wow. Oh, man. Wow. In honor wow. of choice, I figured they just went by losers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Dumas. That was just really pointed at choice. Okay, you know, I do have a question of this. Okay, just by the way, Bobby Ross went for two sixty-two last week and eighty-one on his first play from scrimmage. Five TDs. Yeah. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, he's pretty good. Pretty good, no doubt. All right, your question. My question for you is to fill in the blanker. Mm, oh, oh, okay. You have to feel like match game right here. The Red Raiders will cover the 14 this weekend if. 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 If your offensive line is as advertised. Uh, yeah, I, uh, my my deal was going to be the first thing I thought was if they can protect the quarterback. Okay, I am. I am going to go if, and this would play into what you guys are saying. Mm-hmm. If you don't lose the turnover battle by two or more, okay, I think it would take you. You know, falling on flat on your face with the turnovers, whether that means forcing or whether that means giving up um for you not to win this game by double digits well and and they look they return a bunch of guys on defense i mean that they they wyoming doesn't hang their hat on too much on the offense in fact their their experts will tell you that in order for them to improve 
on their record and get a better bowl game, they've got to be more offensive. And they're going to be without one of their stud running backs, Harrison Wiley. He's still recovering from a knee surgery. They've got to throw the ball. Um, and Tech's defensive backs, it's a, that's a strength of that football team. Your secondary and then your ability to put pressure on the quarterback is a strength as well, you would think, against a Wyoming team, especially with the defenders that you're bringing back. And, you know, the, is Steve Linton all advertised, as he is? You know, Man, he is getting lots of love from he national is. people. He is. He is. All right. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. All right. This is when you know it's real right now. When you walk into the stadium, the guys are on the field. They're lined up in crisp lines. They're doing some calisthenics, and you get this bum da dun da dun da dun dun da dun da dun da dun run da dun da dun da dun run da. I mean, it's just in your head bobbing with them, and you know you're trying to keep from spilling your coke and your popcorn. Hey, good morning. It is the morning drive on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T ninety seven three and Double T ninety seven three dot com with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. We are now thirty four hours in. 28 minutes away from uh, kickoff between uh, Texas Tech and Wyoming. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, look forward to uh, getting your thoughts, your uh, predictions on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double T973.com and uh, the double T973 mobile app. Okay. We come Man, to you from the First United Bank studio. What's the road trip from like. Uh... Stanford to Boston College to look like. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> peck, peck, you get two meals on that flight. It's like going from Dallas to uh, Narita, Japan. You know, is you this, get breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Is this the thing that breaks it all? I mean, this is just. You're talking about the ACC and what's happened today with yeah. Stanford and Cal and SMU yeah. getting admitted and getting going to the ACC. Yeah, you know, just. Having to go clear across the country. I mean, literally clear across the country from one I coast just, to the I, other. I, I just think we should separate football from everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just let, we'll do this for football, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll make these alliances, quote unquote conferences. But let's just go back to, you know, regionality for everybody back in their normal spots. For everything yeah. but football. Yeah. It's just crazy. I mean, I don't know. It's the added expenses for these universities. It's and, and just the uh, the the wear and tear on uh, on on all involved. You know, I said when we moved into the when West Virginia moved into the Big Twelve, and after the first time I went to West Virginia, I was like, hey, what they need to do is before they do any more conference realignment, every athletic director or president or chancellor needs to get on a plane and experience what the kids are going to experience. And especially for, you know, the, the not the, not the teams that are going to tr- charter because the charter, the charter aspect of it is it's nothing. It's, Foot, it's, it's, it's substantially football, easier football and men's and women's basketball. Yeah. Okay. No difference. Substantial. It's, it's a long flight, but I mean, I mean, you get on, I mean, it's, it's not stressful. You get on, you get off. It's a long flight. They serve you milk and cookies. Not anymore. We used to get cookies on the way home, but not anymore. Oh, we we still did this year. Oh, did you? We didn't get them on our flight. 
We got, I mean, snacks and wow. cokes and things like that. But I got something that Chuck did. <laughs> I didn't get any. Something with the baseball team. I didn't get the any, Lady Raiders don't get. We didn't get any cold yeah. milk and warm cookies on our on our charter flight. That's okay. That's okay. And then you. I'm pretty sure we still got. I, I think it was just once this once? year. Once, okay. When I, you went out to Stanford. I don't remember. No, oh, you didn't, didn't go on I that trip. Make that you trip, didn't go on so that trip. Yeah. I don't remember when it was. So I don't know. It's uh, you know, is this the is this the? I think you're going to have to have a little. You got to still have some pain. I mean, they're still now in the in the, you know, hey, we just got engaged, kind of you know, warm afterglow kind of thing of, yeah. you know, SMU and Stanford and Cal, and I, they're feeling really good about themselves. You know, and I just uh, I tip of the cap to Brett Yormark and what the Big Twelve Conference mm-hmm. has done because it feels like the schools that we have added. Well, okay, I'm going to stop myself. For the most part, just make a ton of sense. Yeah. Okay? I mean, UCF and Cincinnati don't as far as the travel part of it. But I think it makes total sense to bring in UCF because of the state of Florida. and. I was thinking the beach. No, no, no. <laughs> not just, you know, some eyeballs there. I know they're not the king dog of Florida. Mm-hmm. Um King dog or big dog? Big I, dog. I just think I just combined two things. Yeah, the king dog. I like it. I mean, I, I think I think that sounds okay. very morning uh, drivish. They're not the big dogs <laughs> of Florida, um, but the recruiting aspect of it, all that, mm-hmm. that gets you into Florida and gets you there. I think is is important. I don't know why we brought Cincinnati into the mix. I don't really know just why didn't we make brought any sense. Houston into the mix. Whatever, but uh, it does feel like they're. You know, when you look at the Arizona schools and Colorado and Utah, Houston, whatever, they're geographically, they make sense yeah. for us for the most part compared to, man. And, and here's the other part. Are they, all these Pac-12 schools, if, if, you know, you've been to some of them, their facilities are not great. Right. They don't, mm-hmm. you know, the SEC, it just means more. Okay. <laughs> Their facilities, yep, they, they do. They're pretty good. They, they, it just means more. Clearly it does. <laughs> yes. And they're willing to just spend more, okay, mm-hmm. on their facilities. No question about it. And they no have question. more to spend. Okay. Um, but the Big 12 and the Big 10 and, and a lot of the ACC, I think you would say that they also, it means more to them too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe not quite as much as the SEC, but it means more to them too when you look at the facilities. Man, if you go to a Pac-12 school, I, I I mean I can't speak for all their sports, but it just it's not even close. You hear we've heard stories in recent years about how men's basketball in the Pac-12 doesn't even charter all of them. Yeah, over. UCLA didn't for a long yeah, time. You know, okay, and so, um, man, Cal, their facilities are garbage. Okay, are they going to start caring about sports now? I mean, I just, I don't, they're not getting a huge influx of money by being in the ACC. Are they suddenly going to start spending? And I just don't know how they're going to compete. Especially when they're taking the big haircut that they are. Absolutely. You know, so. And maybe Stanford's got, just like SMU, they've got so many power money brokers to, to, but these schools are going to have to, I mean. Cal doesn't. I, I mean. Oregon and Washington, okay, those look like great fits in the Big Ten. That makes total sense, right? USC, you'd say the same thing. I UCLA, I don't really think they fit in the Big Ten, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't. 
Somebody brings up a, a, a good point on the Yates Flooring Center chat line with regard to Northwestern. When, when does the Big Ten go to them and say, hey, you want to stay in our conference? You're going to have to take a haircut here because you guys aren't pulling your, your fair share or even nor money, more, no money. Uh, they're saying since SMU just opened up a Pandora's yeah, box. Yeah, plus you got crap going on in your locker room right. showers that sure. just scare all of us. Yeah, yeah, no, no question. And, you know, with regard to the person that says having football only uh, would get squashed by the TV folks, they wouldn't want to negotiate contract with football conferences and the rest of sports conferences. No, really what that would mean is you'd have this one big super conference <laughs> that would negotiate and the, the money would get split and then – the other sports would have to fend for themselves, which would probably mean less things for them um, globally. This has been the Morning Drive podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.